former NFL player Monte Ball, and you are listening to John Preed's Fantasy Follies. I'm out. Well, well, welcome. Welcome to the week two edition of John Preed's Fantasy Follies. Um, that was former NFL running back Monte Ball, a.k.a. Gonzo's Shame in 2014. Uh, He drafted Monte Ball in the second round that year, and he went on to rush for 172 yards and one touchdown for the season. So pretty great start to to Gonzo's season there with with that draft choice, and obviously it did not pan out the way that he was hoping for. Um, And Monte Ball is uh, is available on Cameo. He was a $15 record, and when I saw that, I felt like I just absolutely had to do it. but again, welcome back. This is this is the week one episode post draft, or I guess it's the week two episode post draft, post week one. Uh, we got a few few things to to get into here, but uh, let's start quickly on on the cameo piece. So, realizing that there are a lot of pretty ridiculous people on cameo that you can book for between like five and twenty dollars. So I have a proposal for the group. Uh, my proposal is that there should be a new cameo penalty, uh, which is anytime your team scores let's say less than 70 points in a week, you're going to have to purchase a cameo to, I, I don't know, give a shout out to the either the team that beat you or to the team that scored the most in that week. And you can pick from whomever you want. Like we could just say it's like a $20 limit or something like that. But there's a lot of great names out there like um, Storm Norton from the Vikings. He's a good player. I've never heard of him, but he's $10. Um, Mike Love, former Buffalo Bills star Mike Love, also $10. Uh, Jesse, you may know this guy. He's a WWE star. His name is Robert Strauss, fifteen dollars. Um, and it's actually kind of, it kind of is painful to think about Monte Ball being only fifteen dollars when you look at these other comparisons because I don't know what happened to his career, but I feel like he should be more popular than Mike Love or Storm Norton. Um, but either way, there's all kinds of just weird people in there. South Carolina former football star named Crank, five dollars. Wrestler Uncle Louie, twenty-five dollars. Uncle Louie, no, no clue who that is. Um, but anyway, we've got a, a couple quick things to get into. Um, I'm, I'm not going to let this one go as long as as last week's. I think that one took a little bit too long for for us. But we got a couple quick segments that we'll get into, and then we have a conversation with everyone's favorite Canadian, uh, Slam and Sammy Sevens, Salmon Monroe, Salmon Monroe, uh, Slam and Moneymaker. Canadian tuxedo shaker, the man, the myth. Um, and then we've got a quick mailbag at the end as well. Uh, first first thing to get into is we we are sponsored, once again, this is by, by Gelson's Party Sardines, now in the pre-spoiled flavor, uh, which comes with a, with a nice rind to it that's, you know, the bugs that crawl over your plate. They're really going to enjoy that one. So Gelson's Party Sardines come with the, the pre-spoiled flavor, Again, you can get 25% off your first crate with uh, promo code STINKYJUMMYPRISH. So again, go to gelsons.com backslash party sardines backslash STINKYJUMMYPRISH. Well, you know, we're into week two um, and, you know, the, the season has, has only just begun. So this is the perfect time to do a few overreactions to everything that's going on. We'll do a, we'll do a few as it relates to to our fantasy, uh, our fantasy teams here. We'll do some, some early favorites, early flubs. But the week one overreactions for me are, one, Mitch Trubisky stinks. Stinks. So you need to bet the under in every single Bears game because you know the Bears defense is incredible. 
you know Mitch Trubisky stinks. Um, and, I, you know, I think I like to consider myself as kind of an, an expert in, in gambling as someone who is currently uh, on a nice streak of four wins and 11 losses in, in football to start the season. So, And really three of those wins uh, came from the Patriots game where I, had, I got lucky on, on a Josh Gordon prop and the Patriots just dominated the Steelers. So without that, I would be, I would be one win in eleven losses, which is pretty much expert status as it relates to to gambling in my mind. So bet the under in every Bears game. There's no way Vegas keeps up with the idea that bad teams don't score a lot of points and they'll always overvalue it. It makes it makes a ton of sense in my mind. Um, the other piece that's really interesting here is we seem to have a a three way race for MVP that I think we all expected which is, you know, Austin Eckler, Sammy Watkins, and Lamar Jackson as the triumvirate. You know, they all, they all do, did great last week, and, you know, we expected, we expected it out of all three of them. We expected Lamar Jackson to throw for five touchdowns. We expected Austin Eckler to pretend like he's Melvin Gordon. And Sammy Watkins is a crazy person, but apparently he's still pretty good at football too. So good for him. That's wonderful. Um, we're, we're really excited for for our good boy Sammy, and, and he's inspired some phenomenal trades out of Adam Monroe, so we'll look forward to talking to him about that. Miami. The Miami Dolphins are really, really bad. Like, the amount of things coming out about people already wanting to get traded off that team is just aggressively pathetic. And, and the, the tanking that's going on there, you'd hope that that wouldn't just be that bad. They're not going to lose by 50 every game, but they are going to lose every game. They're going to go 0 16. That's for sure. That that we know. That's the overreaction we believe in. That's the Miami Dolphins 0 16. Put in the books, and the one win that they might get will probably be just against the Patriots this week because that's that's how things work. We just seem to to always lose to the Dolphins when it matters. Last last overreaction. Cam Newton is one of the 10 worst starting quarterbacks in the league. Um. I got into an argument with somebody about this. Well, not an argument. We were we were we were talking about it uh, at work, and I was I was trying to name six starting quarterbacks that are currently worse than Cam Newton right now, and we got to like eight. But it's a really short list. It's a really short list. It's it's Mitch for sure. Uh, it's Eli Manning for sure. It's whatever combo of Fitzpatrick and and Rosen trots out there on on a weekly basis for sure. Um, and then after that, it's it's tricky. I mean, Andy Dalton is another one, but all of the other you know second year quarterbacks, Darnold, Josh Allen, all of them, I would take above above this this guy. He just is bad. He's just very bad. And living in Charlotte, it's going to be really fun watching the Panthers every week and just being like, how is this guy? He's been in the league for so long. He has no idea how to throw the ball. It's every single time it's behind somebody. Every single time it's this weird like tomahawk motion where it goes like straight down, or it's just like he does. <laughs> he reminds me of um, you know the scene in, in in Always Sunny where they get the boat and Charlie's asking for the keys so he can go turn the boat on, and and Frank just overhands it right past him into the water. Like that is Cam Newton on every time there's a player wide open. He is just overhanding it completely past him. And just saying, that's the way I throw. So Cam Newton, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Great great drafting by Pat Orr. Um, I'm sure he's going to stick to him the same way that I stuck to Matt Stafford for the entirety of last season because he's as good at fantasy as I am. So those are our overreactions for week one. 
And, I mean, Cam Newton, we already saw a little bit of week two, so that's that's already proven. But there's definitely some other ones to be thinking about. Definitely sound off where, where they make sense for, for you guys. I do want to transition a little bit before we, before we talk to Monroe um, to early season favorites and early season flubs as it relates to our fantasy league because this is, after all, the Lick That Bag fantasy football podcast. So it would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk at least a little bit more about our own team. So real quick, um, usual suspects on the favorite side. We've got, I'd say, Jesse Bart, Bryson Schoem are the four guys. Uh, Jesse, two consensus first rounders in McCaffrey and Chubb, which is cool. Plus you add in Mahomes, plus you add in him making out like a bandit on the Antonio Brown piece with Tyrell and, and Darren Waller. Um, normally to have that many top players on your roster, you need to have traded with Sam, but, uh, Jesse has found a way to do it without that. So kudos to him, I think, but keep an eye out. He might, I might actually beat him this week. So I think all of you who saw me go two and 10 last season, score 800 points, just be a dumpster fire, have an average of 71 points per game. I think you would never have expected me to immediately turn around and beat Jesse the following season that quickly into it, but Keep an eye out for that because there is a chance that will be the case thanks to uh, Cam Newton's unbelievable performance, meaning that McCaffrey couldn't get anything done on Thursday. Bart, he's always good, but as long as his his running backs pay off, James Conner and Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette stinks, but as long as they pay off, he should be fine. Bryce, top to bottom, looking pretty good other than, than O.J. Howard. Oh, and I've got a little joke for you. I don't call him O.J. Howard. I call him O.J. Coward because he's afraid of catching the ball. Get it, guys? O.J. Coward. like the word. You there? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, and then show him, you know, assuming Antonio Brown can play, I think he'll probably be fine. Kamara's clearly a stud. Russell Wilson will do his Russell Wilson things. Um... Sony Michelle, I will probably be fine, but Antonio Brown is kind of the key there, but I'm sure it'll be there. Um, flubs. Flubs, we've got a few. Uh, I'm going to call out three specifically, but I think there's probably a few um, bubble flubs in, in call it Gonzo and Virk and, uh, and probably Sam. But the three flubs that I'll, that I'll call out are Ben, myself, and Pat Orr. Ben... Solid showing last week, but he's got a lot of holes at running back. Uh, I just I can't imagine. I just can't see his guys paying off. It's it's just dangerous to be relying on on people like Damian Williams when I just it feels like McCoy's going to take this job at that point. Or either way, they're going to be a timeshare the whole time. So he's going to be a flub. Uh, Pat, running backs are solid. Obviously, he's got Saquon Barkley, um, so I think he'll be okay. At the running back position, he's got, you know, and he's got the MVP candidate in Austin Eckler. So, of course, he'll be good there. But everywhere else stinks. Cam Newton's bad. Brandon Cooks is bad. Uh, Tyler Boyd is bad. So, Pat, I'm sure you're going to justify that your team's really awesome because you always love to justify it because, I don't know, the fantasy pros or whoever you look at every week uh, tells you in an article that you're doing great, even though your scoreboard does not tell you that you're doing great. Uh, you're in trouble. And then my team... Standard. Uh, it's just average across the board. Wide receivers, okay. 
potential upside in, in Miles Sanders, but it doesn't look like that's paying off. Jared Goff really didn't do great to start. Todd Gurley, I don't think he's going to get a ton of work. So I'm going to need to do something to, to turn that around. And knowing my track record, I will do the wrong thing or do it too late. So that's the flub. Gonzo, I think you're pretty close to being a flub. Verk, I think you're pretty, your, your draft was an absolute flub, but it seems like a couple of those are doing better than I would have thought. Mark, Mark Ingram is a little bit better. Pat's favorite boy, Mark Ingram. But those are the flubs. And... That's that's the season in the books. You know, we may as well just put the playoffs in. Jesse Bart, Bryce Schoem, everybody else. You're basically just playing to not have to buy a cameo because we definitely are doing that. Like, there's just absurd people on this cameo list. Like, you can get very much has-been comedians. You can get weird YouTube personalities. Um, and you can give them directions to do kinds of really odd requests, and they will just do it. So we're doing that for sure, and I think there will be several of us that are scoring less than 70 points in various different weeks based on what's, what's happening here. But now, let's transition over to our phone call with our good friend, Sam Monroe. Here we go. Hopefully this works. Monroe, Monroe, are you there? James, I'm here. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm uh, working my way through on queso shit. So you just tell me when we're live. You're working your way through queso. Some queso shits, yeah. Oh, good, because we are live. We don't, we don't stop recording. So we've, we've got that on the podcast, which is great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, well, so, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, I'm a long time listener, first time caller, and yep. uh, glad I can can help impart some of my fantasy wisdom to, to all you lesser folks. Yes, you know, fantasy wisdom, that's that's really, that's a great place to start, because I, I do want to talk oh, about oh, oh, about your I'm approach. I'm just going to fire up the joint. Oh, yep. You need to do that. We'll, we'll do some plenty of dead air while you get that ready. I'll take a sip of beer. Ooh, a little afternoon uh, pop there, James? Yeah, a little pop here. It's a uh, Mind Haze IPA. It's pretty decent. Pretty decent. That's classy. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm ready when you are. Let, okay. Let's jump right into this. Yeah, let's let's jump into your approach to fantasy. I I would say you are, for a while you've been a you've been a frequent contender for almost having a winning record. Um, I, I went back and looked. So 2012, you did okay. You were in fifth place. You were six and seven. 2013, you were five and eight. 2014, you were three and nine. And then you went on kind of a tear for two years, nine and three and seven and five, and it looked like you were showing up. And then you went right back down to the bottom, four and eight and three and nine. So, give us a little flavor for for how you approach fantasy. What's your what's your strategy here? Are you do you actually read things? Are you lazy like me? Are you uh, do you convince yourself of bad decisions like Pat? What's what's your approach? Well, I mean, I, I think as all of you know who know me, uh, I'm a doer, not a thinker. Uh, def- definitely, big gut uh, guy. Get you know, something into my mind. I see it. I want it. I can do it. But uh, thankfully, you know, the the slamming seven seven is luck. Uh, it works out sometimes. So you you get lucky. You win a couple. And if you don't, uh, there's always next year. Yeah, yeah. And last year, really, it really wasn't very good for you. But it was overshadowed by how bad I was going to intend. So uh, it was really great that you could be in the league. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> Things could have been looking bad for me and Gons, but yeah. thankfully we had you there, so we're good. I'm the buffer. I'm the I am the the bastion, the pinnacle for for mediocrity. So just 
look out for me this year. I, I already put in a, in a segment earlier that I, my team is just completely average once again, and there's probably nothing I'm going to do about it. So I'll, yeah, I'll see you at the bottom. For you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I only scored like 70 points last week, so I'm right back to my normal total. So I think I'm on track for 900 points this, this season. All right. But that's all right. Uh, you know, that's I, all right. I think you're past that. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding out hope. Um, and I think what you need is a gigantic blockbuster trade with a little thought put into it. Yeah. Well, I did that last year. I don't know if you remember. I, I gave basically – I gave Bart Leonard Fournette for like a sack of potatoes um, and – it worked out really well because it was right when Leonard Fournette went on a tear and my guys that I got for him like collectively scored eight points the rest of the season. So it worked out really well, really well for me. So maybe I'll do that again, but maybe we'll do it early, early and often. I like it. Um, so Sam, who, who would you say is the most elitist person in our fantasy league? And then the follow-up question to that is, is how come Pat doesn't realize it's him? without the record and the, the championships, yeah. but uh, otherwise right up there with him. Uh, and you, you know what, he, he's still young, so I, I, he's got at least 10 more good years of fantasy left. Mm. I'm confident in those 10 years. We can uh, find the, the right combination of rules that will really let his skill show through. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're just going to keep uh, keep playing the league, and I'm sure, you know, maybe, maybe we just do away with the whole game day thing. We'll just like score the whole thing on projections. Yes. And that way it'll totally take out the, the, the whole game thing and just whoever gets the best players, whoever researches the most, that, that's the win right there. I like it. Yeah. And then if, if you, as long as you're willing to debate for hours on end why your decisions were really good and like in the moment it was exactly what you should have done and there was no bad choice in there and it was all just anytime it goes wrong, it was a fluke and an injury, even though every other team also gets injuries. That that basically that will be his way his path to a title for sure and you know he does just like to just change the rules at random so that'll be exciting when we start to see that pop through where it's like well you know he should have made that catch so I'm going to give him the points there too and I'm going to you know just do those types of things to make sure that he can always win every single week. We can talk to Sleeper about that. Yeah, I mean it seems like we we've gone down the path of an app that can really customize the shit out of this thing. So let's just let's just say why don't we just give Pat a twenty point buffer every week and then if he needs it, great. If he doesn't then then they can take it out. Alright. We'll uh we'll bring that up for the vote next year. Yeah, next year. Because this we'll we'll be sure to argue about it for three hundred sixty four days first. To be honest, I, I mostly just argue to argue with Pat on that one though. I mean, you know he's looking for it, so yeah. you gotta give it to him sometimes. That's true. It's it's like it, there's a rotation of you'll you'll jump in for a little bit. I'll jump in for a little bit. Um, Bryce will just talk nonsense in there, uh, and then Jesse will jump in after it's already been litigated and, and and attack it some more. And then it'll come back because either Ben or Virk will ask a question about it like six months later because they weren't paying attention. <laughs> so I'm excited for this new this new scoring mechanism where we give Pat the buffer. We'll we'll, we'll put that in play by 2021. So, Sam, I do, I do need to get here. Uh, let's talk about the trade. Devontae Adams and Devontae Freeman for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Adams is projected to score double digits every single week for the entirety of the season. Freeman is as well. Uh, Lev Bell projected to score like two points more than Freeman each week. So, what the hell, Sam? 
Uh, I mean, you, you got to look at the the prior week. I I lost. Uh, I, I had the choice of an RB two or a, a wide receiver two in the flex, and I mean that's a good choice to have. But I clearly made the wrong one. I fucking lost the week to Welby because of it, and I didn't want that to happen again. So I was I was looking for an upgrade. I was fortunate on the RB front. Uh, I, I lucked out, and, and some more injuries happened, and my backup stepped up. So I mean, if you look at my lineup, I'm really happy with it. I, I got the upgrade. Uh, could I have shopped around and ended up with, with uh, a slightly better version of the, the RB1? Maybe, but, you know, yeah. I, I'm happy with it. I'm willing to let the semi, semi dice roll, and we'll see. Yeah, does it feel, like, what does it feel like knowing that the, the owner of Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, all said they would have taken that same trade? Uh, I mean, I think Bell is in that top five conversation, and, uh, you know, I don't think there's that much of a gap between the the three of them. I would say I would rather have taken out of those three, McCaffrey and Kamara. But um, look at that, McCaffrey scored like five points this week. So yeah. the dice. You're right. Instant instant vindication from from Slam and Sammy. Except for when Lev Bell. I mean, he's apparently got a sore shoulder. He's getting MRIs. So we'll see what happens. But I like your I like your instant move. It's hey. One bad week and you're off Slam and Sammy's team. That hey, that Bell, is for Bell's sure. Gonna, Bell's gonna get a lot of balls this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, everybody else knows it, so we'll, we'll see how. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. I think Trevor Simeon has a has a knack for fumbling the hand, even the handoff. So we'll see we'll see how well Lev Bell goes. Um, what's your predictions? What do you got going on this week? You, if you, you look at the board, you look at. Uh, I, I myself, I, I was saying earlier, I've, I'm on a nice hot streak of four wins, 11 losses in gambling on, on football. So if you got any picks for me, that would be ideal as we look at the board. All right. Well, hey, as some of you know, I, I recently lucked out in picking a, a bunch of games in a row. So let's let's give this a go. Two for two. I can feel it. Okay. So who do, who do you like? Right down the line. I'm going to start with me. I'm biased as shit. I'm going to win. Um that being said, I also do have the, the biggest projected uh, point differential here, and uh, obviously it's it's mostly bullshit, but uh, I feel pretty confident going into this with Sean. Well, I think we already we already said, I mean, we've, we've changed the rules, so if you're projected to win, then you won. That's it. Sweet. Sean, sorry about that. But, yep. uh, one and one. Good you. job. All right. Next on to, to Pat and Gonzo. Um, this, is, this is a close one. I, I really think the edge is to Gonzo. I'm gonna bring up the teams here. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. So we've got uh, Gonzo projected 91, Pat projected 88. He got a, a a real gem of an 11 points out of Cam Newton, which honestly it should have been worse. But man, I have lost so many fucking seasons just to Cam Newton, like, <laughs> either against him or when he was on my team. That guy always fucks me up. Um, I, that's why I gave the edge to Gonzo. I mean. He obviously didn't do well this week, but I have to think even Gonzo is going to get more. Lamar Jackson obviously on fire. I don't think there's any reason that against uh, Atlanta or Arizona they'll do any worse. Um, I mean, well, the Dolphins are a college team, so we got to temper at least a little bit. But Lamar is in the MVP conversation now. He's he's got five touchdowns. He's 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 blowing them all away. I'm giving that to Gonzo. Um, oh, I also really like the Green Bay. Mini games are always fun to watch, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be tuned in. That's the other reason I gave it to Gonzo. Just because you like Next. the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna do well there. Uh, on to Brian versus Welby. Yep. Uh, this one's tough for me. So 
one's close. Wilborn beat me last week, and his team does look pretty stacked. Um, the only thing, you know, I just don't know if he's going to get quite as lucky again on the running back side. But I no. love the pickup, and he fucking stole both of them for me and picked him the one before me on both Gostowski and the Patriots D. So he's just going to stack every single time. And I have no doubt that Miami, even in Miami, ain't going to get more than 10 points. Yeah, nothing so. like getting beat to a guy in round 15 and having that ruin your season. Yeah, well, that's why Pat probably says we should get rid of kickers. Yeah, that's true. I mean, or, or let's 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 get rid of every negative possibility. By the way, like, I, I don't want to relitigate this over the phone, but, like, the fact that Pat just can't understand that it's not about it being a penalty or a positive. It's about the the spread of potential scores on each position, and he's just like changing that. It just blows my mind that they can't figure that out, and I don't understand why. But whatever, we won't go down that path. But I'll, I'll say right or wrong, it definitely changes things. So you gotta at least acknowledge that. Yeah, they change it. They made they made a good defense more viable than an average defense. But we won't go there. We won't go there. Nope. But. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm going to give it to, to, to Welby. I mean, uh, I think Mayfield is obviously a problem in this game. I, I think he is nowhere as far as uh, a starting quarterback. But, I don't know, Brian's going to go with him, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, his alternative was Jameis Winston. So, Brian's in trouble until he can fix fix what's going on there. But, I mean, well, maybe maybe I can trade him Gardner Minshew. And we can get something really going. Oh, you picked up Minshew? Oh, yeah. Got to have Minshew. All right. I want to watch that game, too, this weekend. For sure. Next on, Bart and... Oh, I noticed something as I was writing this out and as I'm reading it back a little stoned. This is the week of alliterations. We got uh, Sam and Sean, Bart and Beesh, James and Jesse, as far as the matches go. Oh, that's good. kind of funny. I like it. Three out of six. Show them and Sam. (laughs) So... Pat and, Pat and Pete, it's, it, and James and Jesse. It's literally the alliteration week. Oh, Pat and Pete. I even had Pat and Gonzo. I forgot this. <laughs> yep, his name's Pete. We all forgot, but his name is actually Pete. Um, right, let me just bring up the teams here. Which one are you on, Bart? Bart and Beesh? We are going on Bart and Beesh. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this one to Bart. I know he's got this the slight point disadvantage, but I'm thinking Tom Brady at 20 is potentially low. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns flying. It really is just a matter of, is it a toss to James White or a pound in from Sony Michelle? Yep. Um, and other than that, Kelsey, let's see if Brown can do a little repeat. I, I think Bart's got a chance here. Yeah, I, I think Bart's, I, I, he's one of my top, my top teams uh, this year. I think if he can figure out James Conner and Leonard Fournette, if they can show up, his team is going to be stacked. But, yeah, bomb, old bomb Trady, probably going to score five touchdowns. It's probably going to be, like, screen passes, so it's going to be basically a handoff, but it will still count towards him. He also has Gordon, who is coming back at least in the sixth game of the year. So, uh, I mean, going to get better. I don't know that he's actually going to play, though. Like, he, like he'll show well, up. But then I don't I don't know whatever we're getting too we're getting too into the weeds on like actual fantasy talk let's keep going. All right, <laughs> next up you and Jesse. All right, James, I think this is it. I think you're gonna fucking beat Jesse. That's right. That's right. 
I mean, it really comes down to the ramps. That that's your your breaking point. If if they go out and for some reason just New Orleans stuffs them, you're fucked. Yeah, pretty but much. Other than that, and I mean, there's no reason this shouldn't be a high scoring game on both sides. New Orleans is not known for stuffing people, and you, you, you're pretty good on the rest of your guys. I think uh, Jeffries, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, Tyrell Williams. I know he had a good game, but we'll see if that Raiders D is going to do well against Philly. That that's going to be a yeah. I think another game to watch. I think I think it's going to be great. I mean, I I'm going from from two and ten seventy points a week, and then I'm going to smash Jesse week two of this year, and it's going to really blow the doors off this whole league, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a whole new world. I like it. Got to have confidence somewhere, right? Yep. Last up, we've got Dave versus. Virk. feel a little bad on this one because I kind of fucked Virk over a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am still no, down d- on d- you, you got to defend I your trade. I, I didn't mention that in the trade, but for those of you who watched the, any of the Falcons game, Freeman just kind of looked dead, and I know that was the entire Falcons offense, but... Yeah, well, I think... He, he, you got to remember, he's been injured the last two seasons. It's not like running backs really run back from this they kind of especially when they're in their 30s they they play a couple games they fall off let's see if i eat my words here and did you uh, hold on did you say it's it's not like running backs really run back from this is that what i heard <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I like it i mean it's not known for a running back to run back but yeah no Devonte, he could be good i did notice that he, you must not like the the name Devonte because that was both of the guys adams and freeman just had to leave your team but their offensive line is looking mighty bad, so you might be vindicated there. But I think you, I think you probably could have gotten away with that trade without having to give up Devonte Adams. You could have given up somebody else. But either way, do you get your guy? Yep, we'll see. Okay, cool. Any um, what's what's the game? That, so you're gonna watch Packers Vikings. Any other any other big games that you want to be be keeping an eye on? Uh, I mean. Sad truth is, past game, I don't think will be much of a game. So yeah. other than that, I'll be watching the the Eagles game and uh, I don't know what's Sunday night game this year or this week. Uh, ooh, Sunday night. I don't know. Let me look. This is good radio right here. Um, I think it's actually a good game. I think it's. Philly Atlanta? Is that right? That might be it. Eagles Falcons, yeah. So we get to watch Devontae Freeman. Everyone gets to watch Devontae Freeman, and it will be a live look at Sam Monroe's trading strategy right in front of us. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I do like. There's one last thing that we need from you, Sam, before I let you go. Uh, we need some scary Terry stories. Scary Terry stories. So you put this in the, the text, and I'm not, you got to narrow this down, buddy. What are, you, what are you looking for? I don't know, man. Like I don't know who Scary Terry is. You you walked down Pleasant Street and you just said, "Oh, that's Scary Terry in her brother's house," and like nobody knows who Scary Terry is. So like, why is why is Terry scary? What? What made her scary? What made him scary? Is it a girl or is it a guy? What's so scary about Terry? 
It wasn't even Terry. It was her brother. I was just drunk as shit. Oh, so it's Terry's scary brother? Yeah. Okay, so what's scary Terry's... What? Leet? I want to say his name was Keith. Keith. Scary Keith. All right, what's going on with Scary Keith these days? Why is he scary? You're you're asking me to get uh, to just drunk drunk and mumbling here, James. Okay, great. All right, so uh, scary Keith, look out for that. Um, I guess we'll we'll put a Google <laughs> News alert out for for if there's a, any any craziness from a guy named Keith on Pleasant Street. Uh, does do, do we know if Scary Keith still lives there? Not a clue. Great. Sorry, I don't even know if his name was Keith. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I didn't know we were getting into this. I didn't know what. The what do you mean you didn't know? I texted that. you. I was like, hey, by the way, I need to have a scary Terry story, and you just never responded to that. And now you're saying it's scary Keith, but it might not be Keith, but you also don't have any stories. Why is it scary Keith? Did he look scary? <laughs> James, I don't know. You're, you're asking me to describe a blackout story here, and I had no idea you were asking this. Okay. But you right, knew. No, I got but, another story. Okay. I'll, I'll tell a different one. Um, all right, so you know how I changed my, uh, my keeper? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know, four days after the deadline, whatever it was. Yeah, I forget what you changed. What was I it? I changed uh, to Edelman as my keeper, said it to Johnson. And the whole argument was it was because. Because um, Carlos Hyde. Because of the trade. Yeah. Because of Carlos Hyde. Truth is, I asked Pat like a minute and a half before that story hit the, the thing. And it just had nothing to do with that. That was just a, a nice coincidence. I, oh, I you just. You're just you're just like you're just like fuck. Wait, who's Duke Johnson? Let me get out of here. And then and then you like luckily there was a there was a news story that happened. And you're like, yep, that was it. That was why. Yeah, I even texted Pat before, but it was so close. It, it looked like I had some sort of inquiry information. He just assumed. That's amazing. I, I, ran with it. I, I mean, I cannot fault you for that. You just got to latch on to when an excuse shows up. I, I like I remember when we were all in high school. I like I. I spun out in my car and like knocked into a mailbox and uh, when people in the neighborhood started walking by to like see what happened, they're like, what happened? Like, what, did a squirrel jump out in the road or something? And I was like, yeah, no, that was it. There was a squirrel, it ran and I had to swerve and it was crazy and then the car went out of control and then that's what happened. And I just, that was my, that was my story from then on, it's a squirrel. So I'm, I'm with you on that. You, you latch on to an excuse when someone's presenting one for you. And, you know, maybe next time somebody gives you an opportunity to talk about why scary Keith is scary, you could just say, like, yeah, he looked scary. He was big. But that's fine. You could just say, no, I don't know. That, that was basically what I was saying. <laughs> okay. All right, Sam. Any other, any other final thoughts? Any other things that, on your mind? That, any, uh, any last ramblings? Any hits at Pat that are worth, worth taking? They've all been taken at this point in time, James. All right, man. Well, I'm standing off. Best of all luck to Sunday, and uh, good luck with you. Good luck with Le'Veon Bell. I, uh, I can't, I can't imagine it's going to work, but go for it. Get your guy. We're gonna see. Later, James. See ya. All right, guys. That's slamming Sammy Sevens. Puts Scary Terry in his videos and doesn't even know who Scary Terry is. And apparently, it's. Keith, but it might not be Keith. Maybe it's Scary Kevin. That's, I mean, <laughs> there's really, there's really no other way to describe 
Sam Monroe than what just happened with that scary Terry thing. <laughs> All right, um, let's just quickly hit some mailbag. We're already at 36 minutes again, which I don't know how that happened, but whatever. It, here it is, um, with a couple quick mailbags. Um, the Sultan of Salt emails, uh, please analyze my trade strategy. I announce that I want to trade in, a, in the morning when people are going to work. And then I keep everyone on their toes by actively suggesting a lopsided trade of two first three round players for one while not giving anyone time to offer me anything. Sultan of Salt clearly upset about what happened with that trade. Look, Sam justified it. It's, you you got to get your guy and, you know, why negotiate when you could just get something done that sucks, but it's done. And you know what? I'm all for it. Let's get some trades going. Let's let's make sure that we're arguing as much as possible. And anytime. Pat's on the wrong side of something that you did. It feels like you made the right choice. Um, so thank you, Sultan of Salt, for that. Oh, and it looks like we've got a follow-up email from the Sultan of Salt. Um, Jum, I currently have three tight ends. Is that enough, or should I add more? Jeremy Sprinkle is still out there. Oh, it looks like um, the Sultan of Salt is now upset about the number of tight ends that Sam is rostering. Well, you know what? It's fine. He's good. I'm a firm believer of... You need protection against injuries. And if that means you put three people on your bench that are all bad for the in case one position becomes available, you gotta do it. I mean, that's that's the life of the fantasy owner. You gotta you gotta roster as many people as possible that you're not going to use uh, just in case. That's the beauty of it. Oh, and it looks like he also tweeted us. The Sultan of Salt has tweeted us. He said, hey, I have Mo Ali Cox on my bench since he's an ex-basketball player that played football for three years. I am wondering if I should handcuff him with the fourth string tight end on the Colts. His name is Hallie Hentges. I'm thinking that if Cox gets hurt, those 13 snaps a game might be up for grabs. Well, I mean, hey, that's another opportunity for upside. You never know. Hallie Hentges could be great. And... If there's a chance that somebody could be great, you take them. And then you never play them, and then they never become great. And that's the key to 2 and 10, 800 points in fantasy. So, yes, let's go ahead and get Haley Hentgeese, Sultan of Salt. Man, Pat really didn't like that trade. Just three different follow-up emails just having to shit on Sam's team. Like, I don't get it, man. It's fine. He's He, he, made, a, he made a choice. I get you wanted Devontae Adams and Devontae Freeman. Maybe maybe look, maybe offer something. Maybe text Sam and say, hey, I'm interested. Let's talk before you get all salty about it. It's just whatever. It's fine. Okay. And then our last one here is from uh, Gucci Loafer Super Soaker. It's a week two ode to Jum via email. Thank you. Thank you, Gucci Loafer. Here's the poem. It says, Jummy, 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 with quite an empty tummy. Too bad. Jesse's gonna spank your bummy. Okay, Gucci. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but he's not gonna spank my bummy because I'm projected to beat him, sixty to sixty-two to thirty-eight percent chance. So maybe Jesse's the one whose bummy's gonna be spanked. Gucci, idiot. All right. That's it. That's that's what we got today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Monte Ball for such a great intro reminder. Let's get that penalty going. If anybody scores less than 70 points, they have to buy a cameo, and it has to be shouting out either their opponent or the person who scored the most that week. Let's use cameo to our advantage. It is a ridiculous amount of people on there that have just shelled themselves out for $5 at a time. So 
that's it. That's the show. That's week one in the books. Uh, keep sending mailbag. Keep keep giving me things to talk about because uh, when I wrote my notes, I said great try of the week as a segment and immediately forgot what that meant. So uh, maybe help me not have to do those types of segments. Great try of the week. Um, what I don't even know what great try. I mean, maybe it was you tried to play somebody and it didn't work out, but that's not really fun segments. Maybe it was... Honestly, I have no idea. Somebody come up with what great try of the week really meant. And if it's a good idea, maybe we'll do it next week. All right, guys. Look out for this on all your wherever you listen to podcasts because apparently we've got that set up where we can do that. And Jump Prish Breeds Fantasy Follies over and out.